Welcome back to the Rise of the Rune Lords. It's me, the DM, and I'm Clinton, and I'm here with the Warriors of Light, led by Aiden, who's playing Vraskin. Hello. Alex plays Aristotle. We leveled up. Connor plays Hugo. I'm resetting the counter. How many episodes until we get another party attack? And then Nathan is playing Reading. Reading. I have Reading? <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> I have changed my mind. Vraskin is my most hated party member now. <laughs> Roger that. <laughs> okay, so uh, after a night's rest in the Vecker cabin, nothing uh, attacked them overnight except for a bad dream that Raskin woke up from, but no worse for the wear. What are you guys going to do today? How are you going to find the quest you've been sent on? One of these Vecker brothers has appeared before you as a, as a ghost, has sent you to retrieve his brother's bones and bring them back to the cabin. What do you guys do? I was just planning on walking north. Is that good? Just gonna walk north, guys. This seems a little reckless. I have reckless abandon. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, off into the snow, huh? Okay. Well, there's two areas of the north. There's one to the west side of the cliff you're on, and the lower section, or the upper section up the 60 foot cliff where the top of the cabin is. You can go east, and then north from there. Can I look outside and do a survival check to see which way I think would be the more proper route to take? Yes. You can attempt that. Go outside. It's total snow. It's been snowing all night long. The snow is at least two to three feet thick. Does a 30 find anything? Chances are you take a look in the mountains and it looks like the more agreeable pass would be above on the ca- from the cabin front entrance at the top and go a little east and maybe northward. Okay, that, that looks better. So I'm going to go in and be like, hey guys, it looks like we could go north east and that would probably be our best our best bet. I mean, we all have flies, so that would really help too. So we could kind of fly over the mountains and that'll be probably safer than trying to climb those mountains, especially for someone like Aristotle or Hugo. I'm not a climber. Yeah, I figured. All right, so you go to the top of the cabin then? Uh, I'm going back into the warm area. Yeah, okay. You have a vague idea of how to get northward. Is there any other ideas you guys might have? I have one that's kind of out there. What's that? We could ask God. Oh, Kyrgyz? I don't I don't think he's going to be very helpful. I can't ask that one. He's going to be like, do you even lift, bro? <laughs> uh, no, no, I do not, Mr. Kyrgyz. <laughs> hey, wait, no, this is going all backwards. I ask the questions and they give the yes or no answers. That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So you begin the 10 minute casting time. Yep, yep, yep. Start concentrating and doing his He contacts other plane. You send your mind to Carcosa. Specifically, the ability is called Read the Tapestry. Aha. What this is is once per day, Oracle of the Dark Tapestry can spend 10 minutes of meditation on the mysteries of the Dark Tapestry to send their mind to another plane and communicate with the stranger aliens beings there. And then it functions as contact other plane. Gotcha. Okay. While you're doing that, Aristotle is also going to do what he said, and he's going to bust out a smoking kit and pack it with some flay leaf. Roger that. Is that how you contact other planes, Aristotle? You bet. (laughs) 
All right, well, contacts with mines far removed from your home plane increases the probability that you will incur a decrease in intelligence and charisma due to your brain being overwhelmed. It also increases the chance of power knowing the answer and answering correctly. Okay, so what you gotta do is send your consciousness into the, what was the name of that plane again? Carcosa. Carcosa. Uh-huh. And, uh, how many questions can you ask at uh, one per two caster levels? Normally, that would be seven questions. However, I have a magical item called the Prophet's Pectoral. In addition to helping with the percentile roll that's made with using a spell like Commune or Commune of Nature or whatever, it allows me to also ask one additional question or gain one additional piece of information. So eight. Mm. Oh, eight. Okay. Well, first, roll an intelligence check against uh, DC 16. Well, I rolled a natural one and got a five. Oh, dear. Well. <laughs> Hugo's nose starts bleeding. Yes, and from your eyes as well. And your intelligence and charisma scores each fall to eight for five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you are unable to cast arcane spells. Uh, yeah, that's a big bummer. Not that I was doing that anyways. Okay, so you get to ask one question. Would I still get the one more from Prophet Spectoral? Just start, let's start with this one question. <laughs> All right. So you send your mind to Carcosa. Describe what you see there. Sitting like cross-legged by the remnants of the fire, kind of with his hand on the king and yellow book that he's always reading. You see him kind of let his head fall backwards. And as he zoned it out there, he finds himself sort of blending into the background. And once he snaps back to his senses, he's sitting on an impossibly long shoreline, listening to waves break. And Hugo opens his eyes for the first time to see in color for too long, much longer than he can remember. And he sees a sickening aurora of light emerging from behind a setting yellow sun. And the churning waves he was listening to turn to impossibly calm waters. And from that body of water emerges a miasma that gathers into a mist which sort of resembles a gargantuan humanoid in yellow robes. It approaches, and I'm not sure how Hugo really experiences this. I don't think it's actually speaking. I think it's more something he feels. Okay, ask your question. <sighs> Are you there, God? And the answer... That's, that's not a question. No, <laughs> no Clinton. It, it isn't? <laughs> that's a bit. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that as a, as a question. Be gone, and you are shunted back into your body with a slam, dumbfounded. Cool. You you <laughs> lost. You you failed your intelligence check. <laughs> the, the effect strikes as soon as the first question is asked, and no answer is received. If you lose the intelligence charisma, are you okay? No. Oh no. <laughs> So your intelligence and charisma are reduced to eight. Yep, which means I can't cast spells. Oh, no. He is dumbfounded, guys. Question. So Hugo slits his wrists. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, I'm possessed. Roll for initiative. No, um, we have wands of restoration. Would wands of restoration be able to help with that? Probably not. Uh, no, no, it is set by the god. <laughs> Your guide gave you an aneurysm. Five weeks, oh, huh? No, five weeks. Oh no. Yeah, because that's what the this platus is just sets. It's not a. It's just decreased. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we well, we could take a break for five weeks. I mean, ghosts they, they they're around forever. What's five weeks on ten thousand years? Yeah. Do we actually have five weeks? That's the question. Try casting it again. <laughs> I, I physically can't. It's physically impossible for me. Um, 
Well, I do have another question. Can somebody use a wonder restoration on me to get rid of this wisdom drain that I have? I mean, I, I still have access to magic. I just can't actually cast it on my own. The wand's doing mm -hmm. the casting, right? Yes. Yeah, that should right. still work. You're doing a spell completion. Yeah, you still have the spells on your spell list, and all the other requirements are still there. Yeah, you can still cast from wands. You just can't cast your own spells. King Neil is a dick. <laughs> yeah. I think you knew that. Kyrgyz is pretty great. Have you ever thought about converting to Kyrgyz? <laughs> I really don't see that happening anytime soon. Well, you don't see much. What what direction am I in? I have blind sense. I know exactly where you're at. <laughs> have you seen what the gods done for you? They took your eyes and, and your brain. That's true. And your wisdom. Or uh, charisma. Also, I'm ugly. My charisma. That was an unfortunate role. Unfortunate It was role. super unfortunate. Oh, um, But no, seriously, can you cast restoration on me? I, I do it. Yeah, and that gets rid of all of one particular type of drain, right? Like, yeah, it's, yes, correct. Okay. It's, it, you have to choose which one you want to heal, and then you heal that one. Wisdom, yay, yeah. good. Thank you, Hugo. Well, I mean, the best bet that I've seen, I think we, if we go northeast, we'll be good, and we can all fly up there. Okay, I'm going to remind you guys that yesterday you guys found in the strong room a ledger with some maps in it where they had mines located. Oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding us that, Vraskin. You should go get that ledger. Fair enough, I guess. Well, it's just in your stuff because you scooped it all up along with everything else in that room. We do have a scroll of limited wish still. This might be the thing for that. Oh, yeah. Is there some way to counter this? God fight. Yeah, if we do scroll of limited wish, could we counter Hugo's... Um... Absolutely. That seems like a kind of a waste of a, a wish, though. Realize what you have in that scroll. That's a very powerful scroll. Well, this True. is a very big problem. Yeah, it really is. We're losing our Hugo. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think ungimping our healer... Is a good idea. ...slash one of our other casters isn't a bad call. I'm not sure I'd call him that. He does the healing. <laughs> Yeah, he does occasionally heal us. You mean you mean yeah, occasionally? <laughs> He's the heliest. Begrudgingly. <laughs> Begrudgingly. <Yes>. <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> okay. So, is that on the table? That's on the table. The thing is, we've had this scroll forever. We haven't mm -hmm. used it on anything. That's true. We don't have five weeks to wait. No. No, we don't. Are you sure there's not like a druid or uh, the magus or something walking in the door? I, I, Connor, I like this character. <laughs> Come on. So I do have, I do have one, one question. It's only half serious. If we kill him and then resurrect him, would he still have the negative intelligence and charisma? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay, do what you want. <laughs> I just, I, what do you guys think? I think that. We should probably save the wish for something, you know, if we need it, but... It's not a wish. It's a limited wish. Right. I think we need to be distinctive yeah, about that, because wish is way more powerful. Fair. That's true. I say we should use the wish, although I am a little tempted to just kill him and have one of you guys resurrect him, but... I mean, we'd have to do it with the scroll of limited wish, because... Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's true. Like, that's... <laughs> and he'd lose a level. Yeah. We have one's restoration. We'll be fine. <laughs> I'm saying yes for the scroll of limited wish to get Hugo's into uh, charisma and wisdom back. I can second that. Okay. I'm outvoted. I think someone else needs to use it right now, though. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't anticipate what else that we would need, need to use it for by the time that I 
for instance, will get the actual wish spell. Yeah, you'll get that pretty shortly, right? This one doesn't need components, though, is, is all. That's true. <laughs> With enough strength, I don't need components for anything. So That's also uh, true. It's not like we're hurting for gold. Yeah, okay, okay, no. yeah, let's wish it. Done. Oh, okay. No problem. You feel very confident. Yeah, I mean, as long as you turn off your ring of blinking, you should probably cast it. I don't wanna. Yeah, don't burn the scroll. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, if you God. don't want to, then I should be able to without burning the The reluctance scroll. here is amazing. I've... <laughs> <laughs> Look, between the two of us, in character, it makes more sense for him to do it than me. I don't give much of a shit, but... If he burned the scroll, Reeton would just kill him. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd be stranded out here with two useless casters. <laughs> and then the dragon's gotta eat. Yeah. And I get hungry. He's had dreams about it. Mm. This is exactly what they wanted, guys. This is exactly <laughs> what they wanted. They're winning! All right, I will pop the Scroll of Limited Wish okay. and use it to counteract the effects of Contact Other Plane. All right. The spell is cast, and Hugo's intelligence and charisma are restored to normal. Like a dent being popped out of a car, Hugo turns pretty again. You still have a use of the Contact Other Plane ability, as if you were right before using your ability to contact other plane. Alright. What's the worst that can happen? Double or nothing. <laughs> it's like a do-over. Hugo's gonna wipe the blood out of his nose and let everyone know he's going back in. No, don't. <laughs> what? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. What? No. Yes. I love this. Do it. Roll. No. Well, it was a, a DC 19 intelligence roll I needed to make. 16. 16. It's doable. No, it's, it's I have a less than 50% chance of making it. I'll, okay, but if you want to try like someone, like an outer plane demigod, that's DC 10. Let's try it again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Gonna roll negative. Got a 16. Okay, you would have done the other one, but fine. You contacted a demigod, an underling of the king in yellow. So, what is your first question? I need to know, can we trust the spirit on its word to lead us to Zinshalast? The answer is, I don't know. Uh, next, I want to know, is it possible for us to make it to Zinshalast on our own? The answer is yes. Should we be concerned about the howling that we heard earlier? No. We know that our foe is Karzug. Is Karzug's mind vulnerable? Fear? Yes. Good news, Raskin. That thing you wanted to be asked is good. He is susceptible uh, to fear. Uh, uh, uh. Delicious. Can you give me my goddamn vision back already? No. Wow, he didn't even roll for that one. <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd ask. Ask him how he's doing. I'm sure he doesn't get asked that a lot. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Could you ask what creature made that noise? The howling noise? Could you tell me in one word or less what made that noise? Yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what made the fucking noise? Ah. <laughs> Wendigo. Oh, shit, guys. Oh, uh, no. What's a Wendigo? Knowledge Planes. Okay, that's a DC 32. I got a 37. Okay, so a Wendigo, there's a lot to it. Essentially, these are beings of ancient evil. They haunt the minds of mortals, driving them to desperation and ultimately cannibalistic madness. They enjoy whittling down prey before they strike, trailing victims for days, even weeks, while plaguing their journeys with nightmares and foul weather. 
Hey, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Well, that explains exactly what we've been dealing with. These are native cold outsiders. So they're native to the plane, but they're still considered outsiders. And then you get two questions. Let's go... Weaknesses? Yeah, weaknesses. Vulnerable to fire. Okay. Gotcha. And then supernatural abilities. Wendigo psychosis. It's a curse they can afflict upon people through, let's see, usually through their nightmares, maybe through their howl. The curse, when placed upon you, drains your wisdom. And when your wisdom reaches one, you seek an individual of your race to kill and devour. After completing this act, the afflicted individual takes off at a run and in one die four rounds sprints up into the sky at such a speed that your feet burn away into jagged stumps. The transformation into a Wendigo takes two die six minutes as the victim wind walks across the sky. Once the transformation is complete, the victim is effectively dead, replaced by a new Wendigo. True resurrection, miracle, or wish can restore such a victim to life, yet doing so does not harm the new Wendigo. Yep. Wendigos. Fuck Wendigos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, so boys, I think what we need to do is we need to hunt a Wendigo before... Because it's said that, that he's going to be hunting us for days or weeks, right? That's what you said, Braskin? Yes. Let's go hunt a Wendigo, boys. Sounds fun. Yeah. Keep haste ready, Aristotle. Oh, I have boots of speed. Well, no, but yes, if you cast haste on all of us, I can get four attacks. Oh, that's right. You want me to help you. Okay, so you guys <laughs> you guys, uh, look, pour over your notes and look through the journal, and you see the map where it seems like there's a trail leading from the cabin to the various mines they have along the path northward. So there's apparently a path in the snow. Perfect. And also you note that one of the mines is about a mile north. Well, that's probably a great place to start. Let's go to the Wendigo mine, guys. Do you want me to roll a survival check to make sure I can find that? Yes. I rolled a tw uh, 31. Uh, you definitely think it should be on the north or the east side of the cabin coming out of the front porch. The trail leads off of the front porch from the, the top cabin and heads off towards the north. All right, follow me, boys. We're going north. Okie doke. So everyone travels northward, bright and early in the morning. Actually, it'd still be very dark, because you guys only rested for a couple hours. Four hours? Two. Yeah. Two. Oh, yeah, four. Yeah, four. Two each. Yeah. Four for everyone, yeah. Would we want to wait until morning? You guys see equally well in the night or day, it's so snowy. Yeah, oh. that's true. Is it still storming? Yes. I'm going to hop on my magic carpet and just kind of float northward. Inky black wings jump out of Hugo's shoulders and he takes flight. Okay, so two miles a day. So you could do it in about six, about four hours. So that would be four checks for everyone for cold. And then, then you get started over, so it's DC 15, then 16. Son of a bitch! I'm pretty sure Hugo's still got Endure Elements till this evening. That's a 24-hour spell. Uh, would you say that I need to re-up that? It's a, a first-level spell. I can do that if you want. No, it's fine. I rolled a natural one on my fortitude save. Aristotle got a 32. <laughs> 18, 25. Sorry, I didn't know how many of these you wanted at once. Just one at a time. Okay, 18. Okay. Everyone takes a die six of damage. So everyone takes two points of damage, and then Reeton takes a die six, and you are considered fatigued until you get warm again. Okay. Well, I'm used to it. I class flame strike on Reed. <laughs> That's not the right kind of warmth. <laughs> <laughs> But I like what you're saying there. I like the thought. It's about time somebody in the party attacks Reeton for once. Right? 
since I'm blinking still, I'm going to take one damage. Okay, I agree. And, uh, all right, next hour. Okay, cool. 25. Okay. Aristotle got a 34. Wow. 32. Wow. I have a base of five, and then I have a cloak of resistance, and my familiar gives me an additional two, so it's five plus seven. And then my modifier adds an additional three. What is your familiar? I forget. My familiar is tattooed onto me. He's never oh. been brought out before. But for just so everybody knows, his name is Rupert, and he is a donkey rat. Rupert the donkey rat. He's pretty chill, like me. I think he runs around on your body. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys. I think I'm possessed now. (laughs) (laughs) And Hugo is once again immune. Okay, we're good. All right, everybody's saved, but uh, everybody takes a die six points of damage anyway. Four points. Okay. Again, I'll take half. Next hour, be three points of damage plus a fortitude save. 30. I rolled a 22. Aristotle got a 17. All right, that's all successes. Uh, 17 is what you needed. Yeah, I just squeaked by that time. Yep. And the last hour, as you approach and you're you're going higher and higher and higher, uh, four points of cold damage. 29. Natural 20 for 35. Aristotle also got a natural 20 for also a 35. Wow. And I'm going to give him a high five. Same as the barbarian. Amazing. Yeah, isn't it? Okay. Not when I'm I'm raging. (laughs) You uh, reach... The final Vecker mine indicated on the book at the base of a 2,000-foot-tall cliff in the mountains a mile north of the cabin. The remnants of what was once a well-worn trail tracks through the rugged mountains. The cliff itself is relatively sheer, and for the purposes of searching for the proper ledge, thankfully free of many areas that would qualify. Uh, However, it's 2,000 feet up to the top of the cliff. So the sheer cliff represents a difficult obstacle for those who are unable to fly, which all of you can do and are doing, right? I believe that is correct. Yes. Yep. Okay, so you fly to the top. As we're doing that or before we do that, I want to cast my shorter term buff spells. Okay, now's the time at the base. Go ahead and cast your spells. That's a good idea. How long does Invigorate last for, like a potion of Invigorate? Ten minutes. I know if it lasts longer than four hours, you should contact a doctor. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Okay, so I'll wait to, to pop that until we get to the, the top. Now's a good time. Yeah, now was a good time. It's only 2,000 feet. It would take you just about a minute to get to the top. I will pop a potion of invigorate. That way I'm not fatigued when I get up there. I'm going to do a regular invisibility on myself. Yeah, mirror image and blur. Mirror images, invisibility. Yeah. Okay, so you fly up straight up to the ledge. Now, the mountain's peak is right near this ledge. Trailing to a five-foot-wide shelf to the northwest and southeast, the ledge deepens into a flat area in the middle. The ground here is rough and uneven, covered with rubble and rocks, and when you're on the ground, it counts as difficult terrain. There's a layer of thick fog that obscures the ground to a depth of a foot. This fog extends out over the cliff and down 30 feet from the edge, so that you are unable to see through the fog. If you're unable to see through the fog, like you have fog cutter lenses or something like that. I have them. So Reeton can see through the fog and sees that the fog is like extending 30 feet over the edge. So it would be very treacherous. Watch out, guys. To be near the edge and you may stumble and fall. But you all are are flying, so it's not a big deal. Okay, near the eastern edge of the ledge, which I don't know that you can see that far, right? I can see 60 feet and through the fog, but... Um, You're down to quarter that. So what's that? 15 feet. Okay. Same with everyone else. Okay, you know that somewhere to the east, through this fog, like a little, eh, you can't even see that far. It's just too too thick in the snowstorm. 
Uh, who wants to move first? For asking. Well, actually, no, wait. I think Aristotle is invisible. So I would say Aristotle would be the best scout. Do you remember what happened the last time I was invisible and I scouted ahead? Yes, you're an idiot, but you're the, no, the best it was, option. It was you guys got attacked by mirror images of yourself because I was invisible. Just because I'm invisible doesn't automatically mean I'm a good scout. In addition to my unreliability. You are unreliable, but do you want the unreliable wizard or the unreliable bugbear? That's also a good point. So I I should I should be taking the lead on this. Oh, if you insist. I don't, but I will. Before you go, you want a visible? Sure. Make you invisible. Bam. Ah, uh, I failed my spell failure check. Let's do it again. All right, that time. You are now invisible. Woohoo. Thank you. <laughs> okay. After the spell has been cast, you are free to move. 15 feet. Okay, you can just see the uh, ledge here. You can see right here is the edge of the fog that's flowing off the ledge here that has a little walkway. Okay, I'm going to actually cast Detect Magic because I do not want to enter that fog without knowing what it Ah, is. Ah, so you want, uh, let's see. Okay, the cone. You detect no magic here. Okay, so the fog does not detect as magical. I will go 15 feet... And the fog is only one foot above the ground. Okay. Well, then I will fly five feet above the fog. Okay. Five feet above the fog. Roger that. You see the rock wall of the uh, cliff face just to the north of you. It extends about 15 more feet and then opens. Then I will follow the cliff face and go another 15 feet. Okay. You see the cliff face. Again, it peaks about five feet from you. And then it travels northeastward. I would like to, while he's doing this, turn to Aristotle and be like, Hey, I'm using my magic carpet. If we have to get into a fight or something, I'd much prefer to have normal flight. Could you just pop that on me or Hugo, maybe? I could do it with my celestial armor, but it might be better to have one of you cast it. You know, as much as I'd like to help you, I actually can't do that anymore. Oh, okay. So neither one of you can do that. I'll just use my magic carpet then. I can show you the world. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything else or we'll get sued. I will continue moving up along this. Now it's kind of turning eastward. That wall is, you're about five, ten feet away from it. I'm going to try and stay kind of within 60 feet of them. So instead of exploring further east, I'm going to fly 15 feet down and just kind of continue patrolling. Yeah, okay. So you turn around every so often and you can tell where your the ma friends are because of their magic. No, I can, I can smell them. Oh, and smell them. Yes, okay. Yeah, so just... Kind of exploring, and I'm not seeing anything. I'll just... Yeah, you're not seeing anything. Okay, so you go out, and you haven't seen the back end of this ledge either. And it's just a featureless fog that flows eastward to westward, and then down about 30 feet or so, and then it just disappears off the edge of the cliff. It's like this constant roll of fog that goes down. It's not coming from the top of the mountain. Something in the back there. Did you find the, the cavern? No, I did not, but I didn't want to get outside Yell's range. I gotcha. There's a cliff face slightly to the north. If we hug that, we should be okay and stay above the fog. How about we all kind of just move northward or along the ledge and follow Braskin? Okay, that works for me. Yeah. Yeah, we can keep like a 20-foot gap or something between me and the rest of the party. And you smell Braskin's trail leading off to the northeast. All right. All right. And it looks like the ledge opens up to the east. Aristotle is currently over the fog, but over clear space as well. Keep moving. 
Okay. Oh, I'm starting to see crosses. Yes, you see what looks to be like gravestones Uh sticking up out of the fog. Uh, we got gravestones. And hold on right there. Just stop there. As part of the previous move action, Aristotle is going to take out his wand of spell absorption. The wand or the rod? Sorry, rod. Okay, so there's something moving. Aristotle, Hugo, and Reeton notice something slithering, something long and snake-like, just outside of your vision. We got company, guys. Huge, moving in the fog. And with that, everyone but Vraskin is not surprised, and we need to roll for initiative. Reeton got a 14. Vraskin got a 13. Mr. Hugo got a 22. Aristotle rolled a one to get a four. Must be that flay leaf. And this appe- this thing, this worm-like creature appears. That's oh, big. that's cool. It's white and blue. It's got what looks to be tough scales. It has a mouth with large rows of sharp teeth on mandibles. Yeah, it's gross. A nose-like object poking up, and it doesn't seem to have any eyes. As it rears up, and it needs to roll its initiative, getting a 14. Ah. Damn, it's fast. Probably all that spice it's on. Look at that blue on blue tint. That's... <laughs> I was going to say, he, he who controls the spice. All right. It is a huge worm of some kind. Um, all of you can see it. Uh, like, yeah, because it, it rears up as a monster to see. This is a... Oh, it's a magical beast. Or, well, it's a knowledge arcana, so let's check to see if you determine it is a magical beast. Who wishes to roll? We all get the chance I'd like. Raskin got a 25 with a three on the dice. Aristotle got a 32. Okay. We'll just go with the highest. This is a huge magical beast with a cold subtype. It is a frost worm. This immense white worm has a single circular eye in the center of its head. Wisps of icy fog waft up from between its mandibles. These uh, armor-crushing jaws and flesh that radiates cold, a terrible keening cry capable of holding creatures fascinated, frostworms are apex predators of the frozen tundra and glaciers. I, I th- we could all ask different questions, I suppose. Uh, 25 is not enough. 23 is not enough for Hugo. Aristotle got a 32, so that def- beats it by five. So you get two questions. All right, first one, vulnerabilities. Vulnerabilities, vulnerable to fire. Second... Does it have spell resistance? It does not. Okay. I will relay that information to the rest of the team. Hey, guys, it's uh, it looks like a frost worm. They're pretty nasty, but they're not too hard to take down. They're vulnerable to fire, and they don't have any spell resistance. Just whack them. And Hugo is first to act. He has a partial action. Vulnerable to fire, just whack them. Although normally I'd have a standard action, I have those sandals. Would that give me access to a full-round action? Uh, yeah, you're, it operates normally. I'm going to summon a fire giant. That sounds like fire that whacks, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, I'll check in with you all next turn. Okay. It's not there yet. I'm just showing where it's going to show up. All right. So it's coming down right next to Hugo. Okay. The frost worm goes next. It has a partial action. It has a 10-foot reach. Ah, uh, let's just open up with a breath weapon. 60-foot cone. Everybody, Mambo. Everybody. That's everyone. <laughs> so... It's going to get Reeton, Hugo, and Aristotle. Okay. Not the one person who's flat-footed. Not that person. That right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm invisible, baby. I am also invisible, but it doesn't matter. It won't matter. Because um, it's still going to hit me. I'm also, I have ethereal, so I just take the half from the blinking. Okay. So it's a cone weapon with a DC reflex save of 25. 
God damn it. I rolled a 23. <laughs> Aristotle got a 20 on the die for a 33. And Hugo got a 34. Okay. <laughs> 39 points of cold damage. Oof. So half would be 18, and then mm-hmm. I'll take half of that. Okay. Reeton, you have a partial action. I know what I have to do, but it's going to hurt. Can't you charge? Not as a partial. It's a full round attack. It's a full round action. Well, I know normally it is, but I thought if you only had your standard, you could still charge, but only up to your move speed instead of double. You can partial charge, yes. Just up to your movement. Then I would like to rage, and I have heroism cast on me. Yes, I did. I am going to charge. I am going to do fire for my main and then acid for the secondary, and I'm going to charge. I assume he's going to get attack of opportunity. You are going to be attacked, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'll act. I have an activated pyro attack, so I'll disable that. AC 41. Hits. 52 points of damage. 49. And four points of cold. All right. And we'll see what I roll. Uh, 43. Hits. For 41 points of damage, plus a D6 of fire, that's three, and a D6 of acid, that's one. Disintegrate this motherfucker. Okay. Boom. Yeah, you did about me. It looks like maybe a quarter quarter of its hit points. That's not bad mm-hmm. for one hit. Oh. All right. Vraskin, you have a partial. Oh, you were surprised. I do not. I was surprised. All right, Aristotle. He's doing a lots of damage with his hits, so I think I'm just going to pepper him with some extra stuff. I'm going to see if I can hit him with the Scorching Ray. I do pass my spell failure check, and I have an attack roll for those. First ray is going to be against touch AC 25. Uh, I'm pretty sure that works. Yes, that hits easily. First one's going to be 16 damage. Ah, okay, 16 damage times 0.5 is 8, so that's 24 points. Yeah, and I'm assuming the 17 doesn't hit touch. 17 does. That's going to be 17. Comes out the same. Okay. And last ray is going to be 14 to touch. That hits. All right, uh, another 15 damage, which I think that make 23. Okay, good damage. Yeah, for a level two spell. All right, it's now round one. Everyone can fully act now. Hugo. Hugo finishes casting his full round action, and a fire giant appears right in front of this frost worm. Fire giant appears and he says, what do you want me to do? Kill the worm. And it does a full round attack. Does a 40 hit? A 40 does hit. Let me confirm. I think it's crit range might be 18 to 20. Nope, 19 to 20. It doesn't that yeah. crit. It will hit for 29 points of damage though. 29 points. Okay. Next is a 23 to hit. Any fire damage? I don't think on the great sword. Let me double check that though. Fire giants do fire damage. Uh, on the rock. I, I see this heated rock ability. I don't see it with their weapon, though. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Sorry to disappoint you. Man. I guess so. It's a meat shield. Mm-hmm. Did that 23 hit? It's kind of a bad roll. No. Okay, and then a 20 misses. Okay. And then Hugo X, and he is going to, as a standard action, cast Flame Strike on the worm. Let me roll those dice now. And that's a reflex save for the frost worm? Yes, correct. Reflex for half, DC 23. 27. Uh, so it takes half. 22 of that is fire for whatever effects. 11. And from out of the fog comes that dwarf that you see. Got a long white beard. He's got wolf-headed pauldrons and kind of like padded armor. However, his feet are blasted off. Oh, no. And he begins to moan, a horrible moan. Now, ghosts, they have their frightful moans. This ghost died in the throes of crippling or terror. It emotes a frightful moan as a standard action after he made a, a move. 
All living creatures within a 30-foot spread must succeed on a will save or become panicked for two die four rounds. The DC is 22. What type of thing is this? It is a supernatural ability, yes. Aristotle rolled a 30. You got a 26? Oh, Reiton rolled a 20. Reiton got a 26. He saved. Oh, God. Vraskin got a 25. (laughs) And the summoned fire giant got a natural 20 for a 29. Good job. Okay, and the Frostworm got a 31. Wow. You should kill that guy, Frostworm. I was nervous about that roll. Me too. <laughs> Sonic mind-affecting fear effect. Okay, so he's moaning like his moan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The Frostworm then eh, just stays right there and does a full round attack. I think it's going to cleave. That would make sense. He's going to hit the fire giant, then Reeton, then whoever that apparition is. Oh, I forgot. I have standstill effect. The feet standstill. So when I hit Reeton, I could have had him stand still at 10 feet away and stop moving. Well, you didn't do that. I didn't do that. So I will power attack <laughs> and attack Reeton first with a cleave. Oh, come on. Why you got to be like this? You're the damage soak. All right, AC 35 for 53 points of damage and 14 points of cold. <laughs> Damn. Rolls to attack the, the giant for the same attack bonus. AC 30, yeah. 58 points of damage and six points of cold. I believe yeah. these guys are vulnerable to cold. They are. Yep, they are vulnerable to cold, so that's nine. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, and Reeton. I, I think that Aristotle and Hugo will be able to take out this frost giant. I am going to take a five-foot step and do a full round attack on the ghost with Ah, Ghost Rager. The incorporeal ghost and your Ghost Rager, right. Rage, power attack. You know what? I don't know how many ACs this guy has, and not like I can stop being hit, so I'm going to use Reckless Abandon and um, do a full round attack and see what happens. Okay. Oh, that's a lot of greens. So, does a 56 hit and confirm a critical? Yes, both and both. Yeah, does a 43 confirm? Yes. I would like to do 41 and 42 points of damage. And now you have full ghost touch ability, right? Yep. I have ghost rager, which means I can hit incorporeal creatures. All right. So that's 83 points of damage. Plus a d6 of fire and then a d10 for burst. And that would be four and three. Oh, damn. Yeah, I know. Does a 49... He is... A vulnerable to cold, so or, or vulnerable to fire, so he takes an extra two points of fire damage. So six, and then four more, so ten points of da- fire damage. Uh, I'm assuming a 49 hits. It does. Threatens to critical, and then does a 48 confirm a critical? Yes. Why couldn't I have rolled this well on Veraskin? I mean, just <laughs> say right? No, 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 that's for the best. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how much damage? Total of 66 points of damage there. Okay. And then another D6 of fire, which is only two. And then a D10 of fire, which was a five. So another seven points. Ten ten points. And then does a 31 hit. With that last blow, he is rent asunder and disappears. Good. Barbarian's gonna barbarian. (laughs) That was awesome. I do wish I could have done that to Braskin, but... As much as I do, too, as a player, I'm also like, thank you for not doing that to me. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. true, yes. That was like 160 points of damage in two attacks. No kidding, that's frightening, dude. Yeah. Frightening. (laughs) Hey, Clinton, are you doing okay? How are you doing? Are you holding in? Uh, yeah, uh, that what the the CR fifteen ghost is is chumped. 
totally chunked. Okay, Vraskin, you're up. I'm gonna five foot shuffle my way, you know, just past Reeton, so that I have a straight line of sight and line of effect on this worm. Okay. Yeah, you have a clear shot. Yep, invisibility is going to wear off as my jaw drops and a torrent of acid flows out. Okay. So make me a reflex save, DC 26. 18. That fails. So it will now take 83 points of acid damage. 21 die 6, what? Yes, that is due to the fact that it is die 6 points of damage per sorcerer level. And this also stacks with Dragon Disciples, so base 15. Okay. Then I have the Robe of Arcane Heritage, which increases that by plus 4. So that puts it at 19 die 6. Okay. And I have my Amulet of the Blooded Draconic on, which increases the effective level by 2. Okay. 21 die 6. Yes, it is. Four times per day. Amazing. But because I have this amulet equipped, I do not have cruel, domineering, or vicious on my claw and bite attacks. Okay. I do take penalties. There are trade-offs for this. Okay, there are trade-offs. Okay. It is reduced to minus 56. (laughs) Overkill. And just its head and most of its upper body are just melted away in the acid, (laughs) leaving behind steam. We did it, guys. That was easy. I did it. It was easy, wasn't it? I assume one of these graves is probably the body. We just got to find that and bring it back. Mission accomplished, guys. Yeah. I would like to use one more round of my rage and cast mm-hmm. Lean Need Bigger using my Headband of Havoc to increase it, which I believe makes it a 4d6 plus 8. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 1d8. Sorry. I just want to heal a little bit because Reeton got hurt. Okay. So the combat is over. There's no more threats here. Karavek has been defeated. Well, his ghostly body has been destroyed for the moment. You need to search around the area. So go ahead and float about. I imagine the fire giant should be able to pretty easily cleave out the ground so we can investigate what's going on once we find what we're looking for. (laughs) That or the goddamn dragon. All right. So you are free to move about the ledge to try to find Vecker's body. We should totally do that after somebody heals me. Okay, Vraskin begins to move about. Uh, Aristotle, what do you want to do? The fire giant, what is he doing? The fire giant is accompanying Hugo as we approach this closest... um, Would you say these are tombstones, or is that just kind of representation? What what exactly am I looking at? Gravestones? You're looking at uh, dwarven-constructed gravestones out of stone, yes. Although, they are hastily constructed. Hugo's going to bend over. He doesn't actually know dwarven, so he's going to ask the fire giant, who conveniently does know dwarven, to read it. Mm -hmm. Fire giant leans over, and he says, Well... Let me see. It says, we've run out of time, and we'll see you next week on Rise of the Rune Lords. Does that mean anything to you, Hugo? I could have told you that. It means goodbye. It means goodbye? Yeah, okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. I read Dwarven. <laughs> <laughs>